Yo, what up, son? It's your man. It's your man, Dean Edwards. We out here. We in the building, baby. What the guad? Yo, I'm back. Welcome to another episode of the Fucking Protocol, where we drop the protocol out here on all teams under the sunset. You know, uh, big shout out to all the, all, the, all the people that follow the fam, the fam that follows, the fam that follows. Listens and swallows, pause. <laughs> Yo, uh, you know, um, subscribe, comment, like on iTunes, SoundClouds, all, all, all uh, platforms, whatever you're listening. If you're listening, man, I dig you, I rocks with you, and I appreciate you. I've been at sea. I, I told y'all I wasn't going to be around last week. Because we were somewhere beyond the sea. Uh, how come every time I get on this, one of these ships, it's uh, it it the, the itinerary changes, right? I've been to Roatan, Honduras. I've been to Belize. Uh, I've been to uh, Cozumel. All nice places to visit if you've never been someplace. I, I'll be honest, uh, Roatan. Um, is it's not the the richest place on the planet and so when you get off this get off this luxurious ship and then uh see a lot of poor not not really something i feel like doing i actually don't get on the ship i don't get off the ships I'll, i'll be honest man some some might say that's acting privileged um i just call it uh i i call it enjoying not seeing any blue towels from the ship and just uh, having my own space, having the lay of the land to myself. What I didn't, what I didn't tell y'all, you know what I forgot to tell y'all. You know what? So boom. So my mom's, my mom's cruises a lot, right? My Duke's loves cruising, and uh, so it's funny. Not only that I uh, that I do a bunch of these cruise gigs, but also that I uh, that I happen to cruise on the cruise line. That she likes cruising, which is uh, NCL, and uh, I I found out about this gig last minute, and so uh, and so oh yo real quick I'll make sure I come back to that yeah I know how my body works yo make sure if you're in the San Antonio area come check me out this weekend <clears throat> February eighth uh, through eleventh at the LOL Comedy Club out there in San Antonio. And next week, my man, Harris Stanton, and myself, make sure you cop his album, uh, Naive Innocence, on iTunes, available iTunes, uh, Amazon, and many whatever platform you purchase uh, music and, and uh, sounds on. And uh, Harris and I will be out there in Cleveland at the Cleveland Improv next weekend, February 15th. Uh, through 15, 16, 17, and the 15th through the 18th. It's my sister's birthday. Uh, much love to my sister. Um, so yeah. Anywho, my mom cruises a lot, and she was on uh, Norwegian, and so I uh, I find out she was doing a month right. She's doing a month. She's doing two two week uh, cruises. So she left beginning of January, and she was getting back. Last Friday, which was uh what February fifth, uh, I don't know. I guess I could look at a, I could look at a calendar, but I just don't feel like it. 
Uh, <laughs> no, it was like, what was it? Like February. Dean, look at the damn calendar. All right, man. Stop being putting so much pressure on a brother. So let's, okay, February 2nd, it got back. So so she was going dang, She was going a month. And, um, and maybe a week into her cruise, I find out that uh, they, they asked me to go on a ship. And I was like, all right, um, where's it? And they said, you're going to fly from New York and meet the ship in uh, Grand Cayman. And then the ship comes back, uh, returns to New York. So when when I found out it was returning to New York, I said, "Oh, what uh, is it? The is it the breakaway?" They said, "Yeah." I said, "Yo," I said, "My mom's is on there," and everybody um, from the the company manager actually on the ship to uh, Levity Entertainment Group, they they went above and beyond to make sure I could surprise surprise my mother. Uh, not my mama. I, I actually, I'm going to put this out there. I actually get annoyed when people just assume because I'm black that I call my mother my mama. <laughs> I had two people, two people, no, actually more than two. I had a couple of people come up to me. Now that I think about it. I had a couple of people come up to me on this show. Oh, is that your mama? <laughs> I was like, I, and I, would, I said, yeah, this is my mother. Cause I don't call her. Don't stop assuming that 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 my mother <laughs> that my mother's wearing like one of those uh, Hattie McDaniel's going with the wind dresses and head rags, and and my mother like is dressed like like their aunt Jemima, and cause anytime anytime I hear someone say, "Is that your mama?" I automatically picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it comes off to me. As if you saying, "Oh, does your mama make fat back? Hmm. Do you eat? Do you eat your hog moss and and chitterlings? Does your mama make a good 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 batch of chitterlings? It's chitlins. Chitlins." I thought there was a G. No, it's silent. Oh, so so you don't say chitterlings. It's chitlings. Does your mama make my mother? Your mama, your mother, mama, your mama, mother. Does she chitterlings? because it's very presumptuous. I'm I'm going to let all of uh all of my white listeners uh and anyone else that is not uh black know that all black people um are not from down south. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't all uh, come from we aren't all living down south, I should say. Because many many black folks um in the country, you know, did migrate. And so perhaps in our history, in our long rich history in this country, if you go back in our roots, then yes, perhaps our why is Medea's family reunion happen to be on TV right now? That's just funny. <laughs> oh, but point being, we don't all call our mothers mama. Northern black people might call their uh, mothers mom. Moms, ma dukes, mommy, mom, ma. You know, ma is a clue. Like, do I call my mother ma? Nah, ma. No, I think I call my mother mom. 
because mine is reserved for for shorties walking by. Yo, what's up, my? I, I see you, uh, mommy. Yo, you got that looking good. I, you know what? I actually, I, I remember reading or hearing something where sisters got bad. I wondered if that was a general consensus that that uh, black women get annoyed that uh, black men use the term mommy. Uh, like, yo, mommy, you know, but I look at it like, hey, you know, I, we, we, we all borrow culturally. Is that cultural appropriation? Would that be a cultural appropriation? Where anytime I, uh, use the term mommy, I wonder, hmm, that's my word is a bond. Showtime has a, uh, something premiering in Black History Month called Word is Bond. That my word is bond. It looks like a documentary on uh on rap music, um, not on hip hop specifically, but on uh one of the four elements of hip hop, rap music. Um, so yeah, so my mama. Oh, did I did did I let that out? Did I just let you all know that I really do call her mama? I'm sorry. Anyway, so my mom's was uh my mom my Dukes. She was she was quite surprised. I I gotta say, Grand Cayman uh, was a nice uh, island. What I saw of it, I landed out there last Wednesday, um, flew in on Wednesday, and got there early enough to uh, just enjoy the grounds um, at the uh, uh, Marriott Grand Cayman. Beautiful, beautiful. I actually I went there, and yo, hey, this is funny. Never ruin things for people that come after you. You always want to make sure the opportunities that this is this is this week's protocol. I'm saying it early in the episode, right? The the uh the the rule that you should all take away from here today is when you have an opportunity, uh make sure you embrace that opportunity and enjoy that opportunity, but also make sure that those that come after you that are offered the same opportunity receive the same benefits that you receive, if not even better, you know, by that, let me, let me, let me, let me expound. Right. So, um, so when I, when I flew out there because a, because I'm working, right. Because ultimately this is not, this is not a, a a vacation, right. So Will Farrell. Uh, I've said this probably previously, but years ago, when uh, when I was on SNL, way back in my youth, my youth, them, way back in the days, I uh, was going to do a commercial shoot, commercial parody. That's where, you know, if you watch SNL, um, there were commercials for sometimes real items, sometimes fake items. And I think this commercial shoot we were going on was for Preparation H. But we it was a spoof commercial, so a commercial parody, where we were spoofing on how a lot of the commercials always add like this youthful this youth youthful edge to to them. And so it was like uh and so it was a bunch of like young cats skateboarding and and they're using Preparation H. The contrast showing there shouldn't be any young people in a Preparation H commercial. And yet there were. 
right? It's actually a funny commercial. And then the, they always had the resident brother that has no lines, but he's just like, oh, yeah. And that was me. <laughs> it was me and Jimmy Fallon and Chris Kattan. Um, uh, and I think, uh, Jeff Richards and Seth Meyers, we were, we were all in, it was, it was our first commercial spot. So when we go to shoot this commercial, I, I actually don't remember where we shot it, but when we went to shoot the commercial, uh, some skateboard, uh, park, probably somewhere in the city, maybe further upstate, um, we used to shoot, shoot stuff in West Nyack across the, uh, the Tappan-Z Bridge. Tappan-Z Bridge, Saturn-Z Deutsch. And, um, as, yo, so we, we shot this commercial. So when they send the car to come pick me up, the car comes, gets me, you know, 5.30 a.m., 6 a.m., drives me, you know, hour north, wherever we were going. And then when we get there, you know, I, I'm like, well, I'm on TV. I'm making money. So, Boom. Yeah, I'll give give the driver ten dollars. But hey, but then after doing a couple of commercial parodies, I realized sometimes you would get the same driver, but I wouldn't have change. Y'all ever do this? <laughs> you ever <laughs> you ever in a situation where you want a tip, but you're like, ah, oh, shoot, I want a tip, but I ain't giving you twenty dollars, player. And so that's what I started doing. If I only had a twenty, I would I I wound up if I. If, Someone's dropped me up. I'm like, yo, are you bringing me back? Will you pick me up later? Or is, are they sending a different driver? And they're like, no, no, I'll make sure I get you. Okay, cool. And then I just give dude $20 when I get back home that afternoon or evening. However, Will Farrell, God bless him, Will one day, I said to him, I said, I said, so um, is, is the norm, um, how much, I said, I, maybe I said, how much do you tip? And Will, yo, you know how Will looks. Will Will had this befuddled confusion on his face. He was like, tip who? I said, you know, the um you, I said, don't you you tip the uh you tip the driver, right? You're gonna work. He said that to me. <laughs> and I just felt my body shrink. He was like, You're on your way to work. Why are you tipping people? I was like, oh, I you know, cause I cause we're on TV. No, no, you don't, you don't tip them when you're going to work. You can tip them at the after parties. They bring you to the after after and it's late, but you don't, you don't, you, you tip them. <laughs> and I just pictured Will telling everybody, yeah, Tracy, you know, D Dean's tipping them. Why are you tipping them? You're going to work. You don't tip people when you go on your way to work. Why are you tipping them? Oh, well, I just, no, nah, you can't tip them, Papa. You ruining the curve. You were, you were ruin the curve. Now everybody going to expect the tip because you over here tipping. How much you tip them? Well, I give them 20 for You give them $20? Why are you giving them $20? What happened to five? They working anyway. SNL tips them. What do you mean they tip them? SNL includes gratuity. You know how they have you sign? After they, after you drive, after they drive you, they hand you a piece of paper, you sign it. You ain't never noticed it says gratuity? SNL is gratuitism. Is that a word? Gratuitism? Gratuitous is them? <laughs> gratuitous? That's the, you got to gratuitous them. The act of offering gratuity is gratuitism. Is <laughs> this gratitude. I'm grateful. They're grateful. You got to be grateful. Got to be great. 
Can't just be average. Be great. So, yeah. I um I learned very, very fast. And this was after probably my third or fourth time, uh, you know, doing commercial. I, I probably at that point was out 80 to to $100. But I, like I said, I didn't mind. I always feel like if I, if I believe if I am, if I am on a, a ship, if I am on, if I am in the act of making some decent money, and I always use it because having worked way, way, way back when in the world that most people work in, um, the, the, the corporate world, I guess it was only telemarketing. I don't want to sound like I was on wall street or anything, but I know how much I have a good idea and gauge of what people earn. And so I'm thinking, well, yo, if I'm making this type of money, I can, I can, I can tip a little extra. It doesn't, doesn't do me none. Right. So my point being when I was in Grand Cayman, they uh they gave us an opportunity and said, you know what, um because 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 uh, we're flying you out um to get on the ship. I usually get reimbursed any any car service if like if if uh like if I go from New York to from my house in Brooklyn to JFK, right. Instead of instead of having them set up a car service, I'm like, nah, I'm just I mean, call call a cab service around the, around the corner. They got a car service. They send nice town cars or SUVs, so I'll just catch that. Plus, I'm supporting local business, right? Uh, so I just keep the receipts for that, and uh, Norwegian and Levity reimburse me that, right? Same thing when when uh you're in the airport, you you can eat. And they'll reimburse you. Same thing when you're at the hotel. But this is all prior to you getting on the ship. Because it's their responsibility to make sure that you are fed in some some capacity. Because you are at work, right? So as when I check into the hotel, um, fly hotel, and first thing a woman says, Okay, so your um your room is paid for and you have um all meals are covered. Right now, normally they'll just they some well depending, but sometimes they'll say um, you have one meal today and one meal tomorrow. But they were like um, all meals are are covered. I was like, word, look, look, my head, my chin, my chin went down to my chest. Like word, and I, I looked around. I was like, is is this true? Turned into a, a shake. I don't know if we's gonna be allowed to eat like that. We eating in the big house now. But I was hungry because I've been traveling all morning, and uh, and and I I broke tradition. I didn't fly Delta. I flew JetBlue because Delta was there was there were only connections. JetBlue flew, flew directly to Grand Cayman. So sorry Delta, I had to do JetBlue. <laughs> it was just fine. So I flew JetBlue. Um, they just had snacks because JetBlue doesn't believe in the class system. Uh, JetBlue believes we're all equal. However, you can pay a little extra for some extra leg room. Yes, you can. So, I get down there. The, uh, the, the, um, the agent, uh, is waiting for me. And this other dude that actually knows, he worked for Carnival Cruise Lines. And he picks, he picks both of us up. 
my man uh, from Carnival, he actually knows my, my dude, Maceo. Because um, I know a bunch, you know, it's a small circuit. And comics, we all work together. It's just a matter of who works for what, what uh, cruise line. Um, some work Carnival, some work Norwegian. I should have said Norwegian first since I, I gig with them, but it's all good. Um, some work Royal Caribbean, some work Celebrity. Right, so um, so Maceo happens to work Carnival, I work NCL. All good, but we all know each other. Happy everybody's working. So uh, I get there, and they tell me I, you know, I have meals. So I'm like, ah, right, you know what? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna order um, this Ita- Italian. Just there were a bunch of Italian uh, cats working down there um, at the hotel. So I, I don't know what that stuff is called, ganocchi. Something that's it's like Italian, it's sort of like pasta, like little round pieces of pasta that are are soft and uh, I don't know what those joints are called, but it was good. It was short rib gnocchi or something, and that joint was oh, it was delicious. And, and then this uh, this gay English dude sits down at the bar next to me and, and starts. Hey, 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 you're from here, hey man, hey hey. Back up, sir. Back up. I cause I cause I was watching him holler at the uh, at uh at I don't know uh, like like his Gustavo Gustavo the 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 bartender. Gustavo was a good really, really yes yes sir how, how are you sir hello sir oh hey, this is a good idea it's a good choice that's a good choice right and and so dude was pushing up on Gustavo and I was like yo this dude is really pushing up on the uh. On the bartender. And then he's like, they were sitting here. Um, no. Oh, I've been coming here since I was, um, so I was TA since I was young. My mom, don't know how we, we wound up here, but mom brought me here and then forever since been, been coming back. Know everyone here. Um, you from here? Hey, man, I just want to enjoy this food that I can't pronounce. That's all. So, um, so I ordered that for lunch. And then they were like, yeah, we have a, we have a lobster special for dinner. A word? My chin's back down. I'm like, word? They got, they got lobster? So, you know, I, um, and yo, it was beautiful. I went out, um, walked down to the beach. They had a little restaurant on the beach. And, but why, why was the lobster like $50? <laughs> yo. And so part of me. Part of me was like, oh, um, mm. I mean, but they did say I could eat, eat, uh, eat for free. And oh, look, I wasn't being greedy. I know some of y'all are listening right now like, yo, son, what are you doing? But I wasn't being greedy. I ordered because it was, it was a hotel hit. Well, let me, let me. Let me offer some clarity. Most of the dishes were thirty-five dollars and better. Like the the appetizers were like fifteen. Um, the cheapest cheapest dish was like twenty twenty-five dollars, and then the average dish was probably like thirty and some change. And so I got a fifty-dollar dish. But boom, this this is me. This back to my original point. Don't don't abuse your privileges. I didn't eat breakfast the next day. And I'm gonna tell you why I didn't eat breakfast the next day because I knew I was getting on the ship. I knew I could eat on the ship, and I thought about other people that might come and gig 
and have to come down there because what winds up happening is if everyone, if everyone like, you know where people I learned, I, I spoke to some of the other comics on the ship. They said where people mess up is a lot of people drink. See, I don't drink. I don't, well, I don't drink uh, liquor. Right. And so because I don't drink alcohol, um, that minimizes my bill. I didn't know until um, until I became an adult, like real adult. Started like, you know, going out on dates and whatnot. And even still didn't really pay attention to it. But specifically working in comedy clubs and seeing how comedy clubs uh jack up the price on on booze. Because, you know, for years I've I've bought, you know, liquor as gifts for people, bottles of wine or bottles of uh you know, you buy like a Thirty or forty dollar bottle of you know some what Patron or Hennessy or whatever or some high end vodka Ciroc or whatever, and then you see that same bottle in a in a bar, and they're charging you know twelve fifteen dollars a pop for a little dribble that comes out of that same thirty forty dollar bottle you know yo. Then you realize why it's so hard to get a liquor license. So what winds up happening is cats go on the road and they say you can uh you know you can you can eat for free. And but oh, and as a matter of fact, now that I think about it, the woman at the front desk said, um, uh, you have to pay for your own drinks. That's where and they put that in because so many people over the years probably abused that, you know, and and got pissy drunk on you know, corporate dime. SP, I'm sure people still do that. People still abuse their uh, their privileges. And then sometimes there are organizations or industries that you work for where that's part of that's part of the industry where you have to go out for drinks. And so you have the corporate card to pay for drinks. I totally get it. So my point being, look, man, you have an opportunity. Don't abuse it. You know, I, you can order you can order the lobster. You can order the lobster, but you can't drink. Right, and if you order a lobster, then you can't eat breakfast. <laughs> it was good too. That that, that lobster was that lobster was good, son. You know what I mean, so yeah, I uh, I got on the ship, man. My mom's was uh lay, laying on the deck, and uh, I it took about an hour and a half. One of the uh, musicians knew knew my mother, um, and so he told me where she was, which was funny because I had actually gone up there. Uh, to where she was, but I didn't look far enough around and down. She was she was laid out. My mother was out there glistening, shining, working on her tan. Now she blacker than me. And and, and uh, everybody on the ship was really when once you know because I was on stage saying yeah, I surprised my mother. People were like oh oh such a good child you're so good shit your mother she's beautiful because my mom's on a month so she's like the mayor the mayor of the ship you know um uh, yeah so i was i was very very grateful I had I had a great time uh got to spend spend uh you know a week on the ship and see with my mother she was here we got to got to hang out went to lunch and dinner a bunch of times and uh she got to come watch me perform um numerous uh shows so so I'm very grateful. And then, yo, then we got back. Yo, got back in uh, the, the the Pier 88 in New York City on Friday. It was, I believe it was 20, 
28 degrees, but standing over uh, on the Hudson River, having to stand outside and wait for a ride from from the pier, stand outside for 45 minutes. I haven't felt that cold. That Like, my face was numb. My face, my fingers were numb. It made me think of every movie I've ever seen where people die out in uh, the cold, die of hypothermia. I was like, dying of hypothermia sucks. Golly. Because it's cold. Because they usually lose consciousness, right? I was, I was wide awake for that hour that I stood outside. For that, that hour and 30 minutes that I stood outside, I felt every breeze, every, every, every uh, brick that hit my face. For two and a half hours, I stood out there. And by hour number four, do you hear when people do that? They like, <laughs> you saw what I did? When people tell their stories and, and they just get progressively worse. You're like, what? You, you said it was like 45 minutes, though. Yeah, so we were out there probably about an hour. You no, know, my mother and I waiting. It was, it, was too, it was too cold for me. And then when I got back here, I had mad shows. I had mad shows because I didn't know uh, I was doing that gig. Until last minute, so I put in the veils at a bunch of clubs. Next thing I know, I had like seven shows Saturday night, four on Friday night. It was a lot, man. It was it. It were a lot. Yes, it was. And all that money going just like that. How did that happen? Anywho, Super Bowl just passed. Congratulations to uh, the Philadelphia Condors. Is it the Condors? the Eagles. It's the, the Philadelphia Eagles on winning their first uh, first championship. Congratulations. Now, now let me ask. Are black people are black people are we no longer standing with uh, Cap? Kaepernick? Did we stop? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? 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 Cause I thought I thought we were all boycotting the um, NFL. I remember, I remember everyone was supposed to be boycotting. Remember, remember Kaepernick. He was he was kneeling. He was uh, being uh, he was politely kneeling. Um, damn you, Black Lives Matter, the terrorist organization. Because that's what that's what Agent Orange calls them. <laughs> um, yeah, so. We were, we were, I remember all of the memes. I stand with Kaepernick. I remember all of the, uh, you know, articles. I remember everyone hashtag stand with Cap. I remember the hashtag Black Lives Matter. And Kaepernick was, was taking a knee during the national anthem because he, uh, he wanted to bring attention to the unjust kill, shooting and killing of black men at the hands of police and instead of people saying you know what yeah he he's he's doing something politely uh he's not disrespecting the flag not disrespecting the country he's he's exercising his his rights as an american to kneel and bring people's attention but then somewhere that got co-opted into hating america and hating police as as uh as told by Agent Orange and, and his ilk. Because I said as a veteran that I I saw nothing wrong. I see nothing wrong with someone taking a knee during 
the national anthem. Um, it's actually made me made me ponder whether or not I stand or take a knee during the national anthem. I haven't been anywhere that the national anthem was sang sang it. Um, and, and since then, Cap is not. Uh, he's 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 acting uppity is is the is the message that's being sent he's acting uppity and therefore he uh he doesn't have a job and so until he gets hired until his world-class quarterback gets hired uh people were standing with cap and were boycotting the nfl and therefore boycotting the super bowl however (laughs) however um uh, I saw a lot of people that were standing with Cap, that were at the, uh, <laughs> that were at the the Super Bowl. <laughs> a lot of people stood with the brother until, um, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just saying. Now a lot of you will ask, Dean, did you watch the Super Bowl? I don't watch football. You know what I mean, so technically, I boycotted. I boycotted uh, the the entire season. Plus, guess what? I don't watch football yet. I do all that work or did all that work for ESPN regarding the football and the NFL. And so I so look, I sacrificed my check. No, it has nothing to do with ESPN cutbacks and them not shooting uh, any of those interstitials and and, and uh, sketches like we did for the last two seasons this season. Has nothing to do with that. Anyway, of uh, <laughs> so I might I might have turned past the game a little bit, you know. Might have uh, you know, might have might have turned past and seen a commercial or two, you know. Maybe may, or maybe I didn't. Who says whether or not I saw the Peter Dinklage Dorito spot where he learned? All of Buster Rhymes' lyrics, which I got, yo, I gotta say, watching Tyrion Lannister spit uh, Buster Rhymes, uh, <laughs> yo, it was fire. I actually, they had, look, I'm not even calling him Tyrion Lannister. I'm not even calling his real name, call him Tyrion. Peter Dinklage, um, who plays Tyrion Lannister on Game of Thrones, which I just watched and finished watching season six yet again while I was on the ship. These are things you do at sea. Uh, go to the gym and watch everything on uh, on your hard drive. And uh, comedians swap porn. I'm saying that. I'm putting that out there. Yes, comedians do share and swap porn. If you don't believe me, go look at any comedian's uh, hard drive and see how their drive got hard. Hey, old pal! Zingu! Uh yeah, so um so Peter Dinklage, he was uh what's what's uh hey, gotta 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 flow, gotta flow, gotta and I gotta have it. Look at me now, look at me now. Yeah. It's Buster's verse on Look at Me Now. Spit the whole verse. I was like, yo and, and was flowing with it. Like as he was walking, it was it was kinda cool. So then they had uh Buster Rhymes. I think he did Missy Elliott's uh Get Your Freak On. If I'm not mistaken, I liked, uh, yes, you know, uh, my urban brethren might think I'm selling out by saying this, but I thought that Peter Dinklage uh, uh, encapsulated Buster Rhymes flow more than uh, Morgan Freeman, 
did Missy misdemeanor Elliot. Now you could say, well, she's a woman, he's a man, and so it was harder for him to do. That is true, but just the soul of it, I felt, I felt Peter Dinklage seemed more rhythmic. Morgan Freeman seemed a little, little tighter. I mean, yes, and he is God and everything. So I, I, this might be blasphemous for me to say that a mere mortal, a mere mortal's flow was was iller than, than God Almighty from Bruce Almighty. Uh, but remember, a Lannister always pays its debts. Wow, I really am a nerd. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I did see those, uh, those commercials. Um, um, I heard about Philly and their trick, their trick play, um, where, where the quarterback caught a touchdown. How crazy is that? It was actually a good game. Ah, what am I, who am I fool? I'm a sellout. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I don't even watch it, but my wife, she made all, you know, we, we, we have Super Bowl meals. No one even cares about the game. We actually just had, we used the Super Bowl as an excuse to eat food. And then Justin Timberlake's performance, eh, eh. I wasn't impressed. I thought lighting up the city for Prince was, was dope. Um, I, you know, you can't help but compare. I don't like comparing artists, but I will compare artists uh, given the same opportunity. And... In comparing, not even I, I ain't even gonna bring in Michael Jackson or, or or Prince's performance, but we'll just say as of late, we'll use Beyonce, we'll use Bruno Mars, Coldplay. Coldplay was smart. Coldplay was like, you know, we're gonna bring out Beyonce and Bruno Mars. <laughs> Shoot, Katy Perry's was and Katy Perry actually brought out um, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot, and I think that that actually took her halftime performance at the Super Bowl a few years ago that took her performance up. Lady Gaga, I think Gaga did I right, cuz she flew in right didn't they she 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 flew in like was hoisted down to the that was impressive, you know. Performance was uh but I also remember that her where she just dove into the crowd. I mean, she got dapped just off of diving into the crowd, so that was kind of slick. Um Timberlake's Watching you like Tim Blake does have have he he has hits he got a lot of hits, um I like that he opened the, his show up, and I was like wait he's doing an indoors club performance and then turns out he was downstairs uh under the stadium in in like a it seemed like a nightclub nightclub and then he walked up, um so that was that was cool but then when he got out there, even the choreography I was like. Just it seemed very and five and six and seven and eight and and one and two and three and four and five six seven eight freeze you know versus watching Beyonce in formation and uh, and Bruno Mars man Bruno Mars is that dude you know for years people were saying I wasn't saying that Justin Timberlake was was the new king of pop um, but I I I appreciate his talent I think he does have. Uh, good music. I think you have to understand black people still mad at Justin Timberlake uh, over the Janet Jackson uh, nipple gate, which I prefer to call a titty gate, a ta-ta gate, a ta-ta, a ta-ta, a ta-ta. Uh, 
Yeah, because black people still like, wait, so Janet is banned forever, but Justin, who was the one that exposed uh, said a nipple, he's back performing on the show. And have you noticed that they, that, that, that Justin Timberlake, um, I was listening, I was listening to Z100 because I got range, right? I was listening to Z100 last week and Justin Timberlake was on promoting his new album. And they, all these, all these words, these, these code words, power words that media and I'm sure uh, the A and R and publicity are telling them to use. You know, this this is good. This is back to back to my roots. It's a you know country music is American music. You know, last last decade or so, country music has become true American music. It's American, you know, and. Um, and Justin Timberlake, yeah, hey, you know, I'm getting back to my roots, and uh, you know, I'm from Tennessee, and and so I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so I have I have some some good old boy music on there. He didn't say that uh, verbatim, but that's that's what was uh, it was being alluded to, and I'm like, yo, um, you know, rap music is American music, blues is American music, jazz is is good American music. It's all it's all American music, and. But country music is has become, you know, when Taylor Swift has become sort of pop, music pop infused, and so they are. Uh, that's the narrative that they're that they're selling, and pushing, and I guess his new album has some of that. He was smart though. He was like, he, he, they ain't they ain't do the new tracks. They did they did strictly old tracks. Should have done uh, love you what can love you like I do. I always like that song. That was his first solo joint. Um, uh, some people say he should have brought NSYNC out. I think it would have been been cool to see uh, Joey Fatone breathing heavy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, and Joey Fatone actually has slimmed down. I'm sure it's not lost on people that Fatone spells fat one if you break the word down. That, which is, that's what people always looked at. Like, he was the fat one in the group. Joey Fatone always looked like the 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 uncle, the uncle that drove that dropped the kids off, <laughs> and so hey, hey, hey man, and he seems like a cool cat, and so I'm just I'm I'm purely joking, I because I'm a comedian. This this is what I am, man. Somebody told me this morning when dropping off my uh my my youngest daughter uh at school, when the parents uh made a good point, um. Said that what he dug most about Chappelle's uh, special was that whole thing that he said about Emmett Till, and I I had to concur because I was like, well, you know, that's that's the beauty of uh, an, of an artist. Uh, excuse me, um, is that when you can create art, when you can create art and it sticks with people. Um, you know, and what the, what, look at what an artist's role is, is as for what I, what did Nina, Nina Simone saying is, uh, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, it's their choice, but I choose to reflect the times and situations, which I find myself, how can you be an artist and not reflect the times, you know, and, and Hammett Till was 50 years ago, but if Davis talking about it, it shows that how far have we come in with, with the times, how much progress have we made trump trump is talking about marching with having having marching showing our military might via marching like what ah usa usa these are things that you do in in uh, in uh um uh, dictatorships 
you know, um, you march to show. It's a waste of money. Do we have some? We have a surplus where we can just waste money on a on a on a parade to pat ourselves on the back and say, "Hey, look out! See, we have we have we have all these weapons." It's dumb, I tell you. That's what it is. It's uh, it makes it makes no it it incenses me. Uh, and then let's talk about Kev. Oh, uh, Kevin Hart. Now here's what's funny with with Kev. So as they were marching, Vince Lombardi marching again. They were bringing the Vince Lombardi uh, trophy up, uh, up to for for all of the uh, <clears throat> Eagles to touch and kiss. Did anyone else think should we all be kissing this this uh, this trophy? Um, with with the influenza uh, running so rampant lately, because it seems like you know it seems like it's running rampant, and I just I watched all these grown men kissing this. Isn't that idol, Terry? You're not supposed to worship an idol, but I'm not mad at them, man. They, they it's something they you know dreamed about since they were kids to to be on that field to win the Super Bowl to have the uh, ticker tape and confetti falling down and your your team's colors has to be pretty pretty for the bucket base man that's got to be a great feeling and then as they're marching it up as they get to uh the middle center of the field and marching up the, i see this little short dude being stopped by security i'm like yo what's that do wait is that cam <laughs> yo security shut cam down it was so it was funny and you can see Kev's Kev's face like, hey man, you know who I am? Security was like, yes, Mr. Hart, I do, but I unfortunately I can't. He I do did his job. And then Kev, Kev got in front of it, which he was supposed to do. He's like, yo, yo, uh, I just want to tell the kids, yo, don't drink. <laughs> Cause he was tipsy. I guess he cussed on the NFL network. I just think it was funny. I everybody got caught up in the celebration. And so then I asked the question, yes, I do believe that you should still kneel with Cap. And, but I also understand people being from the city of Philly and dreaming about this all their lives and just having city pride overwhelm you. <laughs> uh, Puffy and, and, and Jamie Foxx, y'all were supposed to stand with Cap and y'all were down there too, son. But I ain't go front. I was watching too. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm back. I'm kneeling again. Look, I'm I'm on my knees. That's my knee hitting the hardwood floors. Ow, that hurt. Um, so so I am so sorry. Uh, and for that, I apologize immensely. I hope you can accept my apologies. Um, I'm not gonna even talk about um, what Monique. Hello, lovers. Good morning, lovers. My loves. No, it's loves. Hello. He hello, my loves. Uh, Monique, um, s there's some other drama. People are on her. I saw Gary, Gary Owen, Ga Gary Owen, baby. Baby, stay out of, stay out of my business. This ain't Dean talking. This, this your girl, Mo. Okay. Sugar, honey lamb. I understand you standing up for, for your friend, Will Packer, because he put you in a movie, honey. Lamb, sugar, baby. But this is, when black folks is talking, you gotta, you gotta bow out gracefully, baby. 
That's how a lot of black folks feel. How do y'all feel? I'm curious how y'all feel. How the listeners of the Father Market Protocol feel, babies? Loves my loves, my darlings, my sugar lambs, my plums, plums, plums. I'm sorry, that hurts my voice. Yo, uh, I'm curious how y'all feel. Um, because some people say Monique. I, y'all have to also understand, Monique is not like done. Like People keep saying Monique. Monique's out the game. I'm hearing Faze on Love talking greasy about Chappelle. It's always awkward hearing these things when you're friends with everybody. You know, um, I don't agree with Faze on uh, saying that uh, Dave Chappelle's wasn't funny prior to the Chappelle show, prior to Charlie Murphy's Hollywood stories. Because Dave had, uh, you know, two comedy, two classic comedy specials before the show. And then he did um, the third one in uh, Live at the Fillmore, I think, during or right after, or during Chappelle's show or right after. You know, I, I just, I disagree. But I also disagree with people saying that Faison is, is well, so Faison stays working. Go to his IMDb, son. He, he, he Dude does work. You know, and he's a he's a touring stand-up comic. Same with Monique. Monique, regardless of what y'all say, she is a decorated comedian. Is she the most decorated? Um, depending on how you say decorated, because um Jamie Foxx has an Oscar as well. Uh but um maybe she counted how many uh you know um critical awards she won. For Precious versus Eddie Murphy versus uh, uh, Jamie Foxx. And maybe Monique does have more. I don't know. But I will tell you this. Monique still is funny. Monique still is selling out uh, venues. You know, Monique has a following. This is for, for everybody out there that has an opinion on the matter. Because I'm seeing a lot of people... I see the comments. And people are like, yeah, Monique need to go somewhere. She, she let her husband blackball her out of the industry and she needs to gracefully bow out what do you mean bow out this is you know because the, the, when people say things like that that, that that shows me how out of the loop you really are how out of the loop they are when you say someone bows out if this is your passion if, if performing is what you do what you love is what's not only sustained your career your life but helped sustain your your livelihood sustain your family you know, you have, you have, an, like, I think Monique has, has stylists and, and, and she has a team that tours, tours with her. So when you have, you know, three to five people on the road with you, you're, you're not struggling, you know, which also makes it hard for people to, um, makes it hard for people to empathize with you. Um, because people like, if you're paid, what are you crying about? You know, a lot of people felt she should have taken the 500 grand that Netflix offered her that they probably were offering her as a slap in the face and, you know, taking it and flipped it and proved, proving them wrong and helped to help the money go up. But I also see, I see both sides of it. I see people saying that, but I also see her saying, you know, her value is worth more. And if she does it for that, then someone like Tiffany Haddish coming up after her was what message does that send uh, if Tiffany um, goes to get a Netflix special and they say to Tiffany, hey, we have 400000 then And she's like, well, we want we want more. And they're like, well, Monique took 500 And then it's insulting that Wanda Sykes was offered half of that. 
you know, but that, but this is all, it's keep in mind, this is all business. So, uh, you don't let it get personal and, uh, and you don't, if you don't know everything that's going on, you, you shouldn't speak on it. Me included. I don't know the facts. I'm only offering opinion based on what, uh, what I've seen, what I've heard, what I've read. And I'm not taking either side. I'm just, uh, pointing out some truths from both perspectives. Alright? Yo, this is your man, Dean Edwards. Yo, check me out. Um, in San Antonio this weekend and, and Cleveland next weekend, man. Follow me on social media at I am Dean Edwards. It's all love, baby. Y'all be good. Take care of yourselves and each other, man. All love. Peace.